Pastor, and this week on Living in the Pages, I speak with international best-selling author Anna Todd. We discuss her unorthodox path to success and a few dishy details about the brand new movie, After. Hello, Anna. Hi. How's it going today? Good. I'm doing some writing, some travel planning, some mom stuff, so it's a busy day. Oh my goodness. Thank you for fitting us in. (laughs) Thanks for having me. What are you working on writing-wise? I'm finishing the second book in a series called The Brightest Stars. I can't say what the title is yet, but it's the second book to that, and I'm almost finished. I'm trying to finish before I leave, but it's just not happening. Oh, <laughs> but, no. Yeah. Oh. Well, I want to congratulate you on, well, first of all, your huge success on Wattpad and then seeing your book everywhere oh, and you. now your movie, which by the time this airs, it will have just come out on April 12th. I can't imagine how surreal this must all feel. Yeah, it's really, every step has been another kind of wave of what is my life. Um, (laughs) Just from even on Wattpad, like it felt, um, it felt so contained there. Like no matter how Mm -hmm. big the numbers were and no matter how much Wattpad as a company would say, you know, you have this million today. I can't believe this. We're almost to a billion type of thing. That doesn't feel... (laughs) The same as like seeing the book everywhere, seeing people in bookstores, because the internet, it's like everyone lives on the internet. So it's not real until you like see humans. And then I did a tour (laughs) of sightings and there were all these people and then the book did so well and it was just a whole another wave of that. And then now with the movie, now the book's selling again with the movie and I'm just like, okay, I'm just going to take the ride because every time I think... We're at the peak of it. It keeps getting better. So I'm just going to take the ride. It's just amazing. I'm so happy for you. Thank you. Tell us a little bit about how you started writing. So I've always been a reader since I can remember, um, childhood reader. And I started reading on Wattpad about six months before I thought about writing anything. Mm-hmm. I had written these little fan fictions called Imagines, which are basically like a paragraph of fan fiction. But when I was doing it, I didn't realize that I was even writing. It sounds weird, but (laughs) it's like, I didn't even think about it. Even when I was writing most of after it wasn't until it became so long that I was like, wait, I guess this kind of is like a book. (laughs) Um, I just kept thinking of fanfic, fanfic, fanfic. So then I didn't think about the length of it or anything. I just was like in the like world of writing it and putting it out and writing, putting it out. So I read for a long time um, and then I started reading fan fiction and I had always on and off read fan fiction and different topics like Hanson on live journal to twilight fan fiction Mm -hmm. to Harry Potter fan fiction and then became one direction fan fiction. And there were millions of them. Like I just, (laughs) I could not believe the amount of fan fiction about one direction. I was just, that was the thing that actually made me, be more of a fan of them. Like I liked their music and it was catchy and they were cute, but it was really the fan fiction that really was my biggest like participation in being a fan of them. Mm. It's kind of like with twilight where I have a ton of friends, which I believe you're one of those people who (laughs) love twilight, wrote fan fiction, read fan fiction, had this whole community. Unfortunately for me, the one direction community is much younger than me. So I didn't have a ton (laughs) of like, 
friends and we didn't have writing retreats off of it or anything, but there were a few older writers that I did find and become friends with. So I just kept writing it and I felt this like, just, oh, of course I'll write a fan fiction about Harry Styles. And then it turned into, you know, thousands of people reading and then got bigger and bigger. And then Wattpad and publishing houses started noticing and here we are. <laughs> it's just exploded. Yeah. Do you ever come across readers that you've become friends with from Wattpad? Yeah. I have a little group of them. There's not that many anymore, but I have a few of them that are like my friends for life. Aww. Like we talk all the time still. They were so involved in the movie. They came to the first test screening. Um, they're like my friends' friends now mm -hmm. to where they started as readers and they were like in the first round of Wattpad readers, but now they're like real life friends. So sometimes I forget that they started as readers. It's so weird. <laughs> they're just like friends now. It's crazy because they're younger than me, but they, when they started, one of them, for example, was graduating high school and now she's like graduated college and has a full-time job. Oh and like, it's just been such a long like friendship starting from all of us just being in totally different places in our lives than we are now. I love that. Mm -hmm. When you were writing the story, did you know where it was going or were you just day by day seeing what came? No, I never know. I know sometimes big plot points and how to work back from them, but I never know where it's going, especially with after when I sat down, I don't even think I thought I was going to write more than one chapter or maybe two or a couple mm -hmm. or have it be like a one shot where it's like one chapter. I had no idea what I was going to do with it. Mm -hmm. And even still to this day when now I'm like, this will be my 11th book. And I still, if I try to plan out anything, it kind of became a joke before I started self-publishing with Simon and Schuster, where when I would give them an outline and then turn in the book, and they're like, "Yeah, this is not the same thing," <laughs> which they didn't care, but they were like, "Yeah, this we might as well not even do this whole outline thing anymore because oh. it's just never the same." And when I try now for self-publishing, I'm like, "Yep, I'm not even going to do it because yeah. I don't have to anymore." Right. So I'm just not a planner, like writing-wise, and I am always surprised by what the characters do. And how they behave. So I feel like I don't have a choice of what my characters do in my books ever. They tell you what's coming next. Exactly. When I found out I was interviewing, I asked one of my best, best friends to ask her daughter, Aubrey, and all Aubrey's friends who have read the books. <laughs> because I knew they were such fans back when they started coming out in the stores. <laughs> Do you mind if I ask you some of their questions? Oh, of course not. <laughs> <laughs> have you had any contact with Harry? And was there a chance he could have played Harden? There has not necessarily been direct contact. I'm like kind of private about what I do know about Harry and how he feels about the story. But I will let them rest assured that Harry knows all about after. <laughs> that he's known since before it was published. I think my publishing house probably thought I was insane, but if there was any kind of negative thing from Harry or anything, I would have never published it. Yeah. So Simon & Schuster, I know, talked to management and all of these things of Harry Styles. And then throughout the years, we've come in, you know, close contact. We've been at the same parties and stuff. So there's no like, yeah, I don't know. I don't ever want to be like, hey, Harry, I wrote after. You want to hang out? Or <laughs> right. I just like... Yeah, and I have this kind of separate idea of Harry Styles in my head of what it like what he is and who I mean, literally being a fan 
of One Direction literally changed my entire path of my life. Mm -hmm. And my son, who is autistic, danced to One Direction for the first time. And that was the first music that he ever, like, memorized. So there's, like, all these little reasons outside of after that I'm like, no, I like my idea of what One Direction is in my head that can't be disturbed by real life. Right. I get that. Will you be doing sequels for the movies? This is also one of their questions. I mean, I hope so. The plan is to, we've already been commenced on the second script, but the reality is that no matter how, you know, big people think a movie is going to be, you never know. Just like a book, you put all this time and money in marketing a book and just because it was popular online or whatever, you Mm -hmm. never freaking know. I know. So if everyone goes and sees the movie, then yes. But if no one sees it, then there's no sequels, to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's going to be great. Thank you. Did you ever consider her being with someone else other than Harden? Um... No, yes, like when I was angry with Harden, (laughs) but not in real, like I could have never done it. There were a few times where it was just so exhausting writing it that I was like, you know what, I'm just going to end all their misery and have her be with Landon, which is Harden's Mm -hmm. stepbrother slash friend and her best friend. But in book reality, Harden would have never recovered from that. Like he honestly probably Mm -hmm. would have died, whether it's drinking himself to death or just carelessness of his health, like some way. I can't imagine a world where Landon and Tessa are together and Harden exists. Right. And also Landon just would never do that to Harden. And Tessa would like, it just didn't make sense. But there were times where sometimes I was like, you know what? She deserves someone so much better than you. Like I'm about (laughs) to have her be with Landon. But I never actually could have done it. I can imagine so. (laughs) Yeah. And now I'm curious how much you've gotten to be part of the filming process. Yeah. um, I have been extremely involved in the film process um even more than anyone including every one of the filmmakers thought i would be mm-hmm. i have some friends who have had something made that they're like a tiny bit involved in and they go on set for a day or two and they write one episode or you know go over scenes or something mm-hmm. but then with this it was like once i started being involved in pre-production just to give a little bit of backstory paramount had my rights before which paramount is obviously a huge studio mm-hmm. but they at the time were not really putting any money into making romance which no studio is clearly yeah which is why we have a Sadly. huge deficit <laughs> of romance i was at a meeting one day and they mentioned a john green movie and i was like wait you guys have looking for Alaska. And they said, yeah. And I was like, are you, when are you making it? And the executive who was also running my movie said, Oh, you know, we're, we're getting around to it. And I just had this like knowing in my gut. Okay. If they have a John green book and they're not making it, there's no way Mm -hmm. they're making mine. Mm -hmm. So then I asked one of the producers who had been attached since day one, um, what can we do? Because they're never making it. So she was like, I don't know. It's like impossible to get rights back and blah, blah. So Long story short, it took us like six months, almost a year, and we finally got the rights back from Paramount. But the stipulation was we had to make an indie film only. So that was easier to get the funding, but harder to navigate. So pre-production, when I got there, there were all of these little things like the tattoos that weren't 
ready. Oh no. Yeah. That's one of the reasons, like just so the fans know, literally the only reason that Harden's not covered, like he should be is just lack of preparation and there were no <laughs> tattoos. And so I got there and I, I had emailed the director, like the list of tattoos and I'm assuming they're all going to be there. And then we get there and they're like, okay, so, you know, come over here and we're going to pick out heroes tattoos. I'm like, what? So then from then on, it was like I was involved in every single thing. Um, Before that, I was involved heavily in the casting. I basically, except for one character, which I can't say who, there's only one person that wasn't necessarily my first choice, but they're a tiny role that's, and now I've been proven absolutely wrong because they're incredible at their role. So I'm glad. But everyone else I had, I loved, like they were you know, especially Hero and Josephine, it was immediate with Hero where like 30 seconds into the room, I just like tapped the director and I was like, yeah, we're done. Like we don't need to take any more auditions. And then they, uh, one of the other producers and the casting director started doing other auditions, like just because that's how it goes just until we decided. And I literally like boycotted them and was like, I'm not coming (laughs) if you don't hire him. So it took like literally like three days and they were like, okay, fine. We're hiring him. Oh, that's so fun. He does seem perfect. It's for the so part. crazy. He's so perfect for it. And I know when I first announced him, I knew that there would be a ton of backlash just because one, no matter who it was, unless it was like Harry Styles himself, which even then right. I would have half of my readers who don't care for Harry Styles now that the book is out. Yep. Um, they're more like hardened fans than Harry. So then I'd have that backlash too. So I knew there'd be something, but I knew that once they started seeing hero, um, with his hair longer and seeing him like in the role, it'd be a totally worth it. So now it's funny. I still randomly get like, I'm so sorry that I doubted you when you announced hero, because when I announced him, it was like, <laughs> like 90% negative. Like it was a oh. huge negative thing. And now it's like, Every once in a while, I'll see a comment like, he looks too young or he looks this, but it's mostly all like, oh, we get it now. We get it now. I'm like, see, there's just something about him. Like he walked in the room and I was like, yep, that's it. (laughs) That's got to be such an exciting process. Yes. And I'm so glad that I could be so involved in the casting because the casting and the script, I always tell any of my friends that are like getting development deals or getting anything optioned, I'm like, that's the most Fight for important that. foundation of the entire movie. Any advice you'd give writers out there or people looking to get their books or screenplays optioned? I would first say for people who are writing um, that don't want to be involved in film, I would just say change your idea of what a writer is. Because if I, mm-hmm. I get so many, especially younger girls that will say to me, I want to be a writer, but my mom thinks it's crazy. And my mom wants me to be a math teacher and blah, 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 blah. So, or I have women who are, you know, mothers and they have a career and they just have this calling to writing and they're like, but I'm not a writer. I don't know how to write. And I'm like, well, if you sit down and type a story, you're a writer. That's literally the only thing being a writer entails is writing. So you're mm-hmm. already there. So I wish I could just like stamp that into the mind of anyone because I'm not a, I still like when people are like, how does it feel to be a writer? And I'm like, I'm more of a storyteller. There's no definition of what a writer is. And if I would have kept myself mm-hmm. locked in the box of what I thought a writer was, it would have been somebody with a college education, which I don't have somebody with like basic grammatical education, which I do also not have. So <laughs> I feel like that's the biggest like hurdle. And then for screen and movie options, everything else, um, I would say, 
Well, it depends on the comfort level and what they want to be involved in. But if you're going to be involved, you should be all the way in. Let's do a fast five. I'll ask you questions and you answer off the top of your head. Okay. Last book you read and loved. Queen of Air and Darkness by Cassandra Clare. It's my favorite book of the last like two years. It's oh. Okay. Yeah. My so son is reading another series of hers right now. Uh, okay. She's my favorite author of like that's alive at least. <laughs> favorite show to binge watch. Overall, I would say Friends. It's that's the first thing that came to my head. Mm-hmm. So Friends because I still watch it like pretty much every day. <laughs> <laughs> what did you have for dinner last night? I had Chinese food. I had orange chicken soup which was really good Mm, that sounds good favorite beverage water i just i have this like big water cup i carry around ever with me i'm like a water freak (laughs) who is your girl crush my girl crush is jennifer aniston is the first thing that popped in my head yeah Mm. i love her okay i'm looking forward to seeing all the red carpet moments for the premiere do you have your dress yet? I do. I have my dress for, we have a premiere in Paris, like a big, like full blown premiere. So I Fun. have my dress for Paris and then I hired a stylist for the first time. Ooh. I went to her house the other day and spent like six and a half hours trying on all this clothing that I thought, I thought it was going to be miserable. <laughs> and she nailed it and everything was like, Aww. so me. So I found like yes. the perfect stylist to keep everything normal and relatable but also more put together so I'm really excited oh my, and my dress in Paris I literally was like crying putting it on because I was I'm not a oh. ball gown person and I was like I'm gonna look so weird in any dress and it was like the first one we put on I was like wait what this is crazy and the LA premiere I think I have my dress but we have to see if we can bring up the neckline because I have like larger breasts so they're like <laughs> it's a lot like if it was like it's anything beside a movie premiere it would be like knockout but it's just a little too much so we have to like literally create like three inches of cleavage coverage so if that doesn't work out then I'm gonna go with a different dress <laughs> I cannot wait to see thank you well I think it's time for us to sing a song okay yay thank you for being agreeable <laughs> like I don't know what song but I'm down okay you have three choices okay. All About That Bass, Crazy by Gnarls Barkley, or Grenade by Bruno Mars. Are we literally like singing it? <laughs> I think I know the most of Grenade, I think. Okay. Are you ready? Yes. Easy come, easy, easy go. go. That's, That's just how you live. Oh, take, 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 take it all, but you never give. Should have known you was trouble from the first kiss. Had your eyes wide open. Why were they open? Gave you all I had and you tossed it in the trash. Tossed it in the trash you did. To give me all your love is all I ever ask. Cause what you don't understand is I'd catch a grenade for you. Throw my head on a plate for you. Yeah, yeah. Jump, jump in front, front of a train for ya. Mm-hmm. You know no, I'd do anything for ya. Mm-hmm. I would go, go through all this pain. <laughs> take take <laughs> straight take through my brain. brain. Yes, yeah, I would die for you, baby. baby. But, but you, you won't do the same. same. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yep. <laughs> 
that was my my talent is clearly not seen but my voice will be masked by yours <laughs> well thank you for doing this today thank you and i hope the movie is a raging success thank you so much i'm excited mm-hmm. and we'll find out all right well take care have a great rest of the day thank you you too bye-bye bye If you haven't seen the movie after yet, go see it. We need to support our indie films, indie books, indie music. Go see it. I'll see you back here next week.